Well, Spadoni, didn't want to record our first emergency podcast under these circumstances, yet here we are on a Tuesday as opposed to our regular Friday. How you doing, man? Well, Stephen, it's uh, been a weird day. Yeah. Obviously, getting the news late yesterday. I was actually in the middle of a workout, <laughs> you know, getting swole. Nice um, No, um, just doing some sweet crunches, you know. But then I get this update. It's like, oh, more emails released for John Gruden. And I was like, oh, boy, this can't be good. And yeah. then you see what happened. And it's like, there's no chance he survives this. Yada, yada, yada. Gruden resigns. It just all happened so fast. And, man, it just 11 days ago, 12 days ago, Raiders were 3-0. and We were looking, wow, look at this team. We might actually make the playoffs. Yeah. It's a good team. Maybe Gruden knows what he's doing. And it's gone. And it is gone. You know how I don't have I told you how it works when I know there's something major that happens involving the Raiders? No. Well, if I'm, say, out of the house, not on my phone, or if I'm watching the game and the game's a little bit delayed, I'll get a text from you, I'll get a text from my brother, and I'll get a text from my buddy named Tyler all at the same time. Although this time I didn't get one from Tyler, but I got one from you. I also got one from D Papa as well. Okay. Yesterday, yesterday I was driving and I got one from all three of you. And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I said, I said, this can't be good. And then I just see you type in, oof, this is bad. And I thought, oh boy. Then I looked on Twitter, searched it up, and then saw that the New York Times got involved. So let's just get to it here. I'm sure that yeah, any, anytime of, the New York times is uh, publishing something with your name on it, chances are it's not good. Chances are <laughs> it's very, very bad. And we already had the whole situation last week where some racist emails were leaked uh, towards uh, NFL PA president, Demoris Smith in which Gruden made fun of his looks uh, called him dumb Morris Smith, which was just a terrible joke. And uh, now we have all of this, all of this to react to from the New York times where not only was he racist, he was homophobic, uh, misogynistic directed homophobic slurs at Roger Goodell said that, Jeff Fisher from the Rams was forced by the NFL to hire a gay player in Michael Sam. Uh, there was a lot here. He denounced women being referees. Uh, what's the other one here? There's there's just so many to go down the, uh, the list here. No, he uh, hit the trifecta. Uh, racism, mm-hmm. uh, homophobic, and yes. uh, sexist. So, yes. Yeah, not speaking good. Out, speaking out against concussions. Uh, Eric Reed kneeling for the anthem saying that he should be fired. You can just go down the list here. And we originally thought that these emails to Demora Smith were from 2011, from 10 years ago. So we may have looked at it a little different, but we found out that all these emails were leading up to his hiring as the Raiders head coach in 2018. And during that time, we know that he was, the face of Monday night football. My goodness. What? I was speechless last night. I didn't know what to think. What was was your reaction? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not to cut you off. Uh, It all just happened so fast, you know, because Friday it's like, okay, 
maybe he'll get suspended. Maybe he'll get docked pay. Suspended at worst with the comments on Demora Smith. Hey, it was 10 years ago. Maybe he'll do some sensitivity training, get fined. Yeah. Um, but he wasn't getting fired for that, right? I mean, yeah. Um, but then these new comments come out, and there's just there's just no way that he could stay as the head coach of a professional football team, right? Let alone the Raiders, who obviously have been known for inclusion. They are at the forefront of racial equality, mm. um, promoting women in the workplace. Amy Trask, obviously being the right hand to Al Davis for all those years. Art Shell being the first black NFL head coach. Tom Flores being the first minority Mexican-American head coach to win yeah. a Super Bowl. So all these things that the Raiders have stood for there, they had, they needed to act and Gruden obviously resigned. I want to say first, it was, I think Mark Davis is pretty weak that he didn't come out and have a stronger statement other than just saying, I have accepted John Gruden's resignation. I thought that was pretty soft. Um, considering I don't think this is something his dad, Al Davis, a maverick and pioneer in the NFL would tolerate. Yeah. Uh, I thought he came weak with that. Um, but overall, I just think just what a disappointment it is for this Raiders franchise and for the fan base over these last couple of years, not only were you, you know, you, you, you were drinking the Kool-Aid, obviously I'm sure you were too, Steven with me that, Oh, John Gruden's coming back. Oh man, this is going to be so fun. I mean, we finally get closure. Maybe we'll finally win a Super Bowl. Happy ending. Oh man, we're leaving Oakland, but man, we got John at least. You know, he was he was with us in those days. My impression yeah. could finally get put to good use. Yeah, Ser- I yeah, I was, yeah. I was looking at it from a selfish standpoint. R.I.P. That easy. impression, by the way. Yeah, uh, not doing do it again. Um, but man, I just so excited. You know, he brought in. He talked about Charles Woodson. All the people. Remember all the people that were at that press conference. Jerry Rice was there. Bob Melvin was there. All these people were at that press conference. Yeah, and then. Honestly, it all started going downhill when you just you trade Khalil Mack right off the start, and it's like, wow. oh boy, yeah. And then ever since that, honestly, ever since that, it's just been there's just been sort of this dark cloud over the Raiders franchise. Whatever, there's always something, whether it's disagreements, whether it's Antonio Brown, whether it's Trent Brown, whether it's just. Rodney Hudson. Rodney Hudson was a weird one. Rodney Hudson was a weird one. Leader of your team, wanting to get traded. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one there. Mayock, some of these draft picks, you don't know if him and Gruden are on the same page. By the way, if you had Mayock outlasting Gruden on your bingo card, shouts to you. I did not see that coming at all. We'll get into that a little later. But just disappointing, I think, is the major theme of the day. Mm -hmm. Just disappointing that Gruden said these things. It just he's just one of the guys you look to. He's like, man, that guy loves football. I want to play for that guy. Say yeah. what you want about him as a personnel guy, but man, he just seems like he loves football. He seems so energetic and just goes to show you don't really know these guys, man. You just don't. They put and on that- this act and facade. That's what it is. You just don't know who they actually are. And it sucks. It sucks. That's, That's all. That's what really struck me this morning. And uh, by the way, we are getting updates here. Uh, this all happened within the last hour. We are recording this at 3.20. Uh, it's 3.20 right now on a Tuesday. Uh, and in the last hour, the Buccaneers took him out of their ring of honor. That recently just happened. Uh, Skechers has pulled out of their deal that they had. They had the endorsement deal with him, and now they have pulled John Gruden out of that deal. Um, that just happened a half hour ago. And then the latest... Uh, from 
Cassie Soto, who is a host and a reporter for the Las Vegas Review Journal, she says that the Raider, uh, that Raiders owner Mark Davis addressed his staff this morning and expressed his frustration with the John Gruden situation, but made it clear that quote no one is bigger than the Shield. Davis has still not addressed the media. Gruden's replacement, Rich Basaccia, will speak tomorrow. David Carr, brother of Derek Carr, was on NFL Network. He says that Derek Carr will speak tomorrow and apparently is meeting with Gruden today. Said he went over to his house to visit him, which is not that far because I believe they're still next-door neighbors in Vegas. Awkward. Uh, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, very awkward. But I was thinking about this earlier today, and I, I remember I, I tried to think of how Gruden was before he was the coach of the Raiders again in 2018 and before he became really uh, a polarizing figure among the Raider nation after he traded Khalil Mack and really helped front uh, affront this move to Vegas along with Mark Davis. Uh, but man, he was like a, he, he was like an unofficial ambassador for the NFL. He was a rock star, man. Before Marshawn Lynch was like the brand ambassador for the NFL, it was John yeah. Gruden. He was in all the commercials. He was in Hooters. He was in Skechers. He was the Corona guy. He was the guy who loved football. Yes. But he was also very lovable. He had, dude, the, he had the quarterback camp. Everyone loved that show on ESPN. He had the QB camp. He had Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, all these guys on there. And, and, and they loved when he talked about, I mean, they have a whole 25 minute mic'd up moment from him with, with the NFL. Yeah. Like they love Gruden, man. And, and they were everybody. It wasn't just us as Raiders fans. It was everyone within the NFL that was fooled over this, including Roger Goodell. <laughs> like, yeah. like he fooled everybody. And, you know, at first when this all came out, I was, uh, you know, this happened 10 years ago, right? The the racial slurs toward yes. Demora Smith. And, and, to get, um, and to be more clear with that, this is all because they're investigating the Washington football team. Correct. So they this was – so basically Gruden was just, you know, he was collateral damage yes. as far as we're concerned because that, – that's, that's the thing. We yeah. haven't even mentioned that. 650,000 emails that they went through through the Washington football team's uh, Bruce Allen and their exchanges, and John Gruden feels the need – to put this all in an email. So stupid. These words in official writing. Yeah. How how do you how does anyone trust that in order to be their their head coach? And I get that, you know, there's the there's the relationship that he had with Al Davis and Mark Davis looked to that and was thinking, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my father's legacy alive. I'm going to build the new stadium that he always wanted. I'm going to bring in the head coach that he always loved, even though he was traded. I'm going to, I'm going to build this up, but he decided to not do any digging into stuff that happened in the past because at some point the chickens are going to come home to roost, man. Like this was, this was bound to pop up. And if it wasn't, I'm glad it did at this point. Yeah. Nostalgia only lasts so long, so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Even with Gruden. Yep. I mean, we saw, I mean, coming into this year, the last couple of years, they just started out six and two, six and three, and they just fell, fell flat on their face. Yeah. And fans were getting tired of it, man. I mean, right. we're not going to dig too deep into the X's and O's here, but you give this guy Gruden so much power, a 10 year contract over a hundred million dollars. And he, and we're still in, you're going into year four and this team is third in the division at best. Yeah. Like it's, it's tough. And where they, where they go from here, I don't know. 
it's I don't think this is a bad roster. I think this is a good landing spot for a potential head coaching candidate if they're looking to move on. Maybe mm-hmm. like we'll get into that a little later, but just an overall just weird, sad, disturbing, disgusting, whatever words you want to use it, just what a fall from grace for John Gruden. One of the bigger, I think, in the last 10 years. I mean, just when you consider how big he was in the NFL, like you were saying, this is just a tremendous fall from grace that I don't think we've seen before. As yeah. far as it, when, it, when it comes to a former head coach, right? I mean, right. I'm sure Urban Meyer feels great that he's being left off the hook in this case. I mean, <laughs> who had John Gruden getting fired before Urban Meyer? I should say fired, resigning uh, yeah. before, but man, just it all happens just so fast. So he said on Friday um, that his language went too far and he says, I'd never had a blade of racism in me and he's going to use this as a, a, you know, a teaching moment and and whatnot. And I don't believe that he's a quote unquote racist. I think that's a very strong term to use. And the fact that he's been working within the NFL um, for so long and, you know, primarily black players are within this league and he's worked for so long uh, with black athletes and black coaches and the like, and working for the Raiders organization. I don't believe he's a racist, but at this point with everything that he said in everything that was done in an email, I I, I just think he's an idiot. No, totally. (laughs) I I can't, yeah, I can't, I can't speak to if he's a racist, if he's homophobic, if he's sex, I can't speak to any of that. I don't know the guy personally. I could only go off what he said and he said some racist, homophobic and sexist remarks. Yeah. So it's just, if you're Mark Davis, you had no choice, but to get rid of this guy. And it's, I mean, I don't know what else to say, to be honest, just, yeah, it's yeah. And there, there's there's so much to, to look into this, too. I mean, there's a case of uh, photos of cheerleaders with among the Washington football team and their topless photos that were sent in emails among uh, not only just Bruce Allen and uh, a former president of the Washington football team, but also of guys involved with Hooters and, and the sponsors in which John Gruden represents. There's a lot. It's a lot deeper here uh, yeah. than just a couple of emails. Like you really got to read into the article in order to 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 understand it. But I'm not gonna lie, Spadoni. Not gonna lie to you. When I did see the news that he is resigning, and this, I, I it's unfortunate that it happened under these circumstances, but this could be a blessing in disguise for the Raiders because ever since he came through, it just has been year after year. I mean, he has an under 500 record overall as a Raiders head coach since 2018. He, they've overhauled the offensive line last season, traded away Khalil Mack at the beginning of the year. They at the beginning of his tenure. There's just, it hasn't felt right the entire time since he's been there. And you and I were texting with the Raiders and the Bears game, and we're saying, dude, I don't know if this team can even contend unless they have a complete overhaul here, at least among their their front office and, and, and their coaching staff, which was led by Gruden. No, and it's 
Sorry, I was reading the Buccaneers uh, yeah, article yeah. thing right there. I was just I, let me just I just want to read it for us real quick. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have advocated for a purposeful change in the areas of race relations, gender equality, diversity, and inclusion for many years. While we acknowledge John Gruden's contributions on the field, his actions go against our core values as an organization. Therefore, he will no longer continue to be a member of the Buccaneers Ring of Honor. That statement right there from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is more than Mark Davis has said at all, which mm-hmm. I think is very telling. Um but no, I felt a tremendous sense of relief. I don't think it's weird to say at all, Stephen. When I heard this news, I was like, you know what? We don't have to pay him all that money if he resigned. I mean, that's it's a terrible way to think. But if you're a fan, you just think about the benefit of the team. And God, John Gruden was just being a net negative at this point. Mm-hmm. You traded away your last, I'm going to say it, the last Hall of Famer to play in Oakland was Khalil Mack, and you got rid of him. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's tough, man. When you do that to your franchise, you're already putting yourself in a negative light. And, and then try to get him back. And then you try to get him back. And I dude, I, I tweeted last night. I, it's poetic. I tweeted it. By the way, it's got over 5,000 likes. Yeah, I forgot to mention at the beginning. How does I'll, it feel that you are now a celebrity? Feels good. I'm getting texts. You know, Bonte Hill, shout out Bonte and Chasky. He texted me. He's like, how does, it go, how does it feel to go viral? Feels good, Bonte. Feels good. Shout out <laughs> to my uh, 250 followers that have been with me every step of the way. I will yeah. not forget you on the mountaintops. Uh, but I tweeted <laughs> out that it's it feels like poetic justice that Khalil Mack beat John Gruden in his last game as an NFL head coach. Yeah. Just feels good. Feels right. Um, Hollywood ending to a just – actually, it's more like a Las Vegas ending because it's ending just terribly. <laughs> it's just, it's, maybe it is perfect that it's in Sin City. Thought yeah. terribly this has ended for John Gruden. Yeah. Uh, but, hey – like I said earlier, man, this is a good job. This is a good opportunity for a, a, a guy like an Eric Bieniemy, I think, or a Kellen Moore, or a Brian Dable, or who was that offensive kid? Joe Brady, or so yes. whoever it is. Yeah, in Carolina. So there's there's going to be pieces here. You got Waller. You got see the interesting one for me is Derek Carr. This is going to yes. be an interesting rest of the season. We're only in the fifth week. We just got past it's third three and two. This team can still make the playoffs. It's nuts. Yeah. Or, uh, Rick Bisaccia, obviously the special teams head coach is now the head coach of the Raiders, the interim head coach. I thought they would go Gus Bradley there. Has yeah, Bisaccia so ever had, I don't think he's had head coaching experience in the past. I know obviously assistant coach. Uh, let me take a look here. Yeah. I uh, thought that was an interesting look. Not, he has been an assistant head coach for a very long time, but okay. has not been a head coach. He was um, the special teams coordinator all over with the Buccaneers, along with uh, Gruden at the time, uh, with the Chargers when they were uh, San Diego, with the Cowboys up until 2017. And ever since uh, Gruden got hired in 2018, he's been the assistant head coach and the special teams coordinator with uh, the Raiders. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I don't know how much change is there. I mean, It'll be interesting to see this game in uh, Denver on Sunday, how much their offense looks different. Um, yeah. I don't know. What I'm, I'm, that's what I'm fascinated in. There are there we, there we are a lot of questions surrounding this entire thing, but one of them definitely is what the offense is going to look like without the guy who has been calling all the shots in twenty eight since 2018. Yeah, maybe it'll be better. I don't know. Maybe, like – Maybe it's I saw Ted Wynn of the Athletic tweeting this. Maybe Derek Carr being more involved with the offense and the say with Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator. Maybe that'll be better. Maybe we'll get a little more play action stuff that he's more comfortable with, airing it out more. 
Yeah. Obviously, he's got trust in his receivers. So this season can go one or two ways the rest of this way. Either they're going to be terrible or they are going to rally around around the, their team, their teammates, and go to the playoffs. I think there's just one or two ways. That's all that's going to happen. By there's, the way, I definitely bet uh, Lucas Alexander, the producer of the Damon Bruce, the Damon and Rado, I should say. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I bet him fifty bucks that the Raiders would win more games than the Denver Broncos. So Oof. this, I think, this week has a lot riding on that. Um, whether this team's going to be for real or just <laughs> swallow up into their own oblivion so i don't well, know they gotta beat the broncos if they want to prove anything yeah um but tomorrow's when the players are going to address the media they haven't specified who Derek carr has his regular press conference on wednesday that he does which he's actually been pretty entertaining with um but dude he's got to be careful yeah he's got he's because if we wouldn't if we know one thing about Carr, you can you can knock him all you want but he is a loyal guy, and I think these past few years, him and John Gruden have actually become pretty close. If you if you go to the podium and you defend John Gruden, I mean, look at the reaction to Mike Tirico and Tony Dungy. Yeah, Mike Tirico, who worked with him at ESPN on Monday Night Football, who said he knows him just as well as anybody within the sports media world. And Tony Dungy, obviously being a head coach uh, along with the Buccaneers, they've they've had run-ins together. Clearly, he's still backing them up right now. Like the the reaction to that has not been good. And if Derek Carr defends him at all, which I could see him doing, the 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 reaction to that is it's not going to be good, man. I don't know if he'll defend him as much as he did on Friday just because there was one email from 10 years ago. There's all these different comments and all these different emails. It seems sort of overwhelming at this point that Gruden did make a tremendous mistake and it may be deeper than just a silly thing he said once. So you'd think Derek would maybe go back on his statements and maybe – yeah, just it's sort also of going to be really hard for him though. Like we, we, I think people. Are oh gonna my god, dude! This guy's this guy's career just. <laughs> Dennis Allen. Yeah. All right. So who was it? He they brought in Matt Schaub to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr obviously dazzles and he becomes a starter. Before that, it was Matt Flynn, right? We paid yes, all that money to Matt correct. Flynn. It was Matt Flynn and Ma- Matty Mayhem. And then yeah, Matt McGloin. Sorry. Um. And then you you get rid of Dennis Allen. Then you get Jack Del Rio. Brings a level of credibility, right? Mm-hmm. They have a seven and nine year, and then they go twelve and four, make the playoffs. But Derek gets hurt. Then the year after that, they just kind of just eh, seven and they nine. Switch, they switch offensive. They switch offensive coordinators. They get rid of Bill Musgrave. Bring in Todd Downing. Doesn't go well. Derek looks skittish. Doesn't look like MVP candidate. Car. Get rid of Jack Del Rio after a disappointing season. Bring in Gruden. Terrible first year, go three and thirteen. Okay, maybe Derek's not the guy. Maybe it's just everyone else around him is just everything's really bad. They clean house, Max gone, Amari Cooper gone. Then they go. What is it? Seven and nine, and then and they have an type season where it ends on a broken ankle. Broken ankle, exactly. That was the that was the year, the MVP candidate year. So it's just been a heartbreak for Derek Carr, man. Like you go through a move. 
And then the following year they had that – it was week three against Washington where right. they had the rumors from Miko Grimes that the offensive line didn't want to block for him anymore because of his possible political allegiances. Yikes. Yep. And then you had Marshawn Lynch sitting down during the anthem and, and everything. Yeah. you think you're you, – we're three – what? We're three years into his 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 uh, the offense with Gruden and we feel like he finally figured it out. And now Gruden's gone because of everything that's happened. Like this dude has not had an easy road ahead of him. And no. tomorrow, quite frankly, I think tomorrow is going to be the toughest day for him uh, as a player so far. I really believe that. Like it's not easy going up to the podium, especially to talk about a guy who he considers a friend. I've never been in that situation right. before. I don't know what that's like. Yeah, it's it's awkward. It kind of reminds me. Do you know when? Um... Totally different, obviously, character and all this sort of stuff aside. But remember when Ryan Braun got popped for steroids and then they threw it out because there was like the way they handled the sample. Yeah, it was went wrong. Yeah, there was something wrong with it. Yeah. And then Aaron Rodgers like, yeah, I know. I, I st- I'm standing up for my guy, Ryan Braun. He's a, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And then it goes back and it's like, no, he actually got popped again. Yeah. So he actually did do steroids and Aaron's yeah. like, I feel betrayed. I feel like maybe Derek's feeling like that a little bit with all these other emails coming out. Yeah. Um, are there any other guys you want to hear talk tomorrow? Like, are there any, I want to hear from Mayock to be honest with you. Yes. I want to hear from Mike Mayock. Cause that whole dynamic was always weird to me mm-hmm. because Mike Mayock always seemed like this really smart guy who understood value at NFL network. Yeah. And I want to know how much he was hampered by Gruden. Like, we hear this that this thing like John Gruden always had the final say. It's his. It was his. But then we also hear it's like, hey, no, Mike. He brought in Mike Mayock because he needed another another voice in the room to to really, you know, to really say that. And you hear Mike Mayock say like, oh, Cleveland Furrow, this was our guy. We were taking him. I was like, really, Mike, really? Because I feel like if you were on NFL Network this year, you you would be crushing this pick, buddy. So I'm very, I'm very interested to see if he stays too. Like. Does Mark Davis want to keep Mike Mayock and have him being a part of the hiring process of the new their new head, uh, head coach? It's going to yeah. be very, very interesting to see how that goes out. And there are some rich people in Vegas who would happily make Mark Davis sell the team. Oh yeah, like like if 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 their team goes downhill from here because it was Mark Davis who brought John Gruden along in the first place. There are a lot of uh, the implications that can come from this. I really want to hear Carl Nassib talk though. Oh yeah. That's because obvious. That's a huge one. That's a big one. Obviously, John Gruden saying the homophobic F word um, and Carl Nassib like being the first NFL openly gay NFL player to play a regular season football game. Darren Waller. I want to hear Darren Waller, too. I want to hear Darren Waller. I want to hear Josh Jacobs. I want to see here the leaders of the team, man. I yeah. mean, this is going to be up to Derek, too. Derek's the leader of this team. He's got to. It's not Mark Davis. Mark Davis isn't acting like a leader of a franchise. Gruden ain't, the face, do it. Gruden ain't the face of the Raiders anymore. No. It's officially Carr. It's Derek Carr right now, and he's got to put the team on his back and say, I got this, guys. Come to me. Follow me. Everything's going to be fine. We got a good team around us still. We'll be fine. That's what Derek's got to be saying to his teammates right now. He's got he's got the group chat open. Yeah. Even if you have a droid, he's sending texts right now. Yeah. Guys, I got this. Yeah. And, and and there's it's it's gonna it it 
it's going to show what this team is made of if they do get the victory. Like they can, they can, because I don't think this Raiders team is really uh, in the fans' favor right now. That's showing against the Bears. We haven't even done a podcast about it, but it was trash. The way their offense in the first half has been total no shows, and Gruden's supposed to be this offensive genius, and yet he blows up his offensive, his entire offensive line last year, and just acts like, oh, it's fine. We'll bring in a rookie. And we'll have Brandon Parker, a guy who's struggled his entire career, play right tackle. And, you know, oh, we'll bring back Richie Incognito, this 40-year-old guy who was hurt the entire season last year. I don't – some of these decisions were just mind-boggling. And like you said at the beginning, Stephen, I honestly feel a tremendous amount of relief as a fan of the team because this team was never winning a Super Bowl with John Gruden, ever. I mean, that was obvious just big – just by the draft picks alone that he was making. I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. This guy would just paying Kenyon Drake $30 million, whatever you're paying him. Like some of these decisions, I'm like, what are we doing, man? Kenyon Drake, not even like, what, what is he doing? He's pass blocking. Logan's playing better than this guy. I backed him up in that oh. last podcast. We did just because of a pass block he had on Joey Bosa that led to a Waller touchdown. But then I realized, Hey, this dude's getting paid more annually than than J- than Josh Jacobs is, and he's only getting a carry along with a target. I'll say That's this. It. I'll say this too about the state of the franchise. They still got a bunch of draft capital. It's not like they don't have any first round picks or second round picks taken from them or anything like that. The franchise itself wasn't punished for Gruden's mistakes. Not saying that would ever happen, but the NFL was waiting on the Raiders to take action because they. Goodell didn't want to dirty his hands with this whole situation. That's another conversation for another day, by the way. The amount of crap the NFL is going to be having to deal with this. Because there's a lot more emails out there that pertain to the Washington football team yeah. and other coaches around the league. And it, it, that's the Don't, don't get it twisted, definitely. There's a can of worms that's going to be open soon. That's the thing. You don't know. You just don't know. Yeah. These people These people give you a, they, they give you a front. They give you a, they, they have a platform and they give you some sort of, um, you know, they give you some sort of, how should I put it? They give you an opinion about them, which may or may not be true. And I, I, I just, you know, you don't know. You just words don't. are hollow. Actions speak louder than words. That's just mm-hmm. that's no doubt. What it comes down to. All right. So I have one more question and we'll end this podcast on this. And really, this is the last time we'll ever talk about this again. It's time to focus forward uh, just on the season. Um, and of course, unless more comes out, then we are going <laughs> to talk about it. And, you know, players are going to speak tomorrow and uh, we still have yet to hear from Mike Mayock. So maybe we will talk about it again. But I have one more uh, question for you. Who do you want as a head coach now? Who do you want to be the next Raiders head coach? Because Rich Bisaccia, I, I don't know. He's an interim coach. Interim coaches never really last that long. He's, he's Tony Sperano at this point for me. Like yeah. He's just a guy that needs to just lead the ship and just be capable, know what he's doing at the press conferences, don't say anything stupid, yep. and just be very boring, yeah. and just don't say anything dumb. That's it. That's all you need to do, Rick. Not that hard. Blah, 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 bland. That's fine. Um, It's going to be interesting. Like I said, I don't know if Mayock's going to stick around. I don't know if Mark Davis wants to be the guy to do this entire head coaching search alone. I'm looking at a guy that's proven that he can succeed with a great offense. Eric Biennemi is a guy that I know what he can do Mm -hmm. with Patrick Mahomes 
Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. Raiders have weapons very similar to that. They have, I'm not saying Derek Carr's Patrick Mahomes. All right, he's not. But Darren Waller, 1A, 1B with him and Kelsey right now for the tight ends, in my opinion. Ruggs, similar skill set to Hill. Josh Jacobs, he's a number one running back. Uh, Hunter Renfro, he's a solid number three. So there's pieces for this offense that I think could really be explosive. Yeah. And they just need to get the right guy. I don't want a defensive-minded head coach. I don't. I want Eric Bieniemy's on the short list. Kellen Moore, I think, is a very interesting name out of the Cowboys. That's a very interesting name. And that's the one that I was going to go with. Kellen Moore, if they can get him, and they, I don't know what's going to happen with Carr next year. They're going to talk. The, the contract talks are going to happen after the season. But Kellen Moore has proven, and he that right now with the Cowboys, that he is what's keeping, what's making them tick on offense. But they're also play, playing really well on defense. And I don't know how much longer they're going to keep Mike McCarthy. But if they manage to win the NFC East and make the playoffs, and who knows, maybe even make the Super Bowl. Kellen Moore can be a very real possibility because there's no way Jerry Jones is getting rid of that head coach if they make a Super Bowl because he's been saying he'd do anything to get to a Super Bowl. Kellen Moore is the interesting one for me. That's the one that uh, that I think that I'd want to yeah. go with if there is a choice there. And Byron Leftwich. Byron Leftwich is right there too, one. along with the Bucks. Yep. yep. That's another so, one. Yeah. Well, there are plenty of options on the table and, and Spadone. As long as Kellen Moore's not wearing the visor, though. I think he's going hat right now. That's good. No visor. I'm yeah, out on the visor we, forever. We, we can't do the Lane Kiffin and Dennis Allen visor again. Just not oh, a good Lane, that's right. another name. You want Kiffin back, bud? K-Dog? <laughs> <laughs> Don't call him K-Dog. Has no. <laughs> anyone ever called him K-Dog? I just did. Shout out E-Dog, Evan Giddings. Well, you know what? How am I going to speak against you? You're officially a celebrity now, so I'm clearly at the lower bottom. Likes are going up, Steven, at Spadoni underscore Joe. Check the pinned tweet. I'm going on like 6,000 now. Let's check it right now. We're at 5,992 likes. The retweets are at 1,378. I'm officially making an impression. If John Gruden was trending, if Gruden was trending, you saw my name there. I can't believe John Feliciano retweeted Oh, that made my night. Hey, another good offensive lineman the Raiders didn't keep. Who would have thought? Have you have you taken a look at your retweets? Like, have you looked them through them, or did you just happen to stumble upon them? Some of the uh, some of the quote tweets are funny. I just read some of them. the The occasional ones that are mad at me for some reason, it's like Khalil Mack didn't do anything. Oh, like these didn't. I was like, oh, I was like, okay, yeah. Keep you can't you can't it. you can't reason with those people. I'm yeah. sure the same people who thought Khalil Mack should be traded or uh, are the same or the people who are okay with him being traded are the same ones who are saying that we're all just being sensitive to this Gruden thing and overreact. It's the cult of Chucky, and I think that was a movie, so we'll just leave it at that. And they've created a series now, in case you haven't checked it out. Uh, uh, it's on like Sci-Fi or USA or whatever. Yeah, it's on Sci-Fi. Know. Jennifer Tilly making a comeback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, we hit the Jennifer Tilly portion of the show. So on that note, Joe, well, it's kind of a tough conversation to have, but it's one that we have to have. And quite frankly, I think we need to do this podcast twice a week because we made this work. Um, so let's do this moving forward. We'll have a new episode on Friday. We'll actually get into a little preview for the Broncos game, see what the roster is looking like, see what the players say tomorrow, and we'll react to all of that. For me, for you, Joe Spadoni, this is Black Cold Sundays. Just try and have a great week, everybody. Enjoy the baseball playoffs. Just win, baby.